name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. See, when you don't know what to do, you got to make sure that you say the word, speak the word. Keep it simple. Boil it down to uh, minimum config. See, my dad would always talk about minimum config. When you're trying to solve a problem, always break it down from its most complex point down to its simplest point. Minimum config. The word. Why? Because, because he watches over his word to perform it. And that is our prayer, that God, you will perform your word in our lives, that your promises are yea and amen, that you do what you say you're going to do. You are a good father. You are a good shepherd. Just want to encourage you tonight. Just want to edify, edify you and strengthen you tonight. Uh, um, um, real simple. Philippians 4 and 4. Philippians 4 and 4. It simply says, rejoice in the Lord always. See, the King James says always. See, we like to say always, but the King James says, rejoice in the Lord always. Look at somebody right now. If you're in a room with somebody else, look at them and say, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And then I want you to look at them again and, and say again. I said, rejoice in the Lord. That's the scripture. That's what the scripture says. Rejoice in the Lord always. See, we got to counter tonight. We got to make sure that we counter tonight. Because there's messages coming this way, messages coming that way. But but listen, there's always a counter argument. There's always a counter decree. There's always a counter judgment. And when we take his word, his judgment's written. In other words, the, the finality of what he says, it can't be changed. It can't be overridden. But but when we do that, we are making sure that that we are, are raising up a standard against our enemies, that we are building an edifice, that we are making sure that, that as for me and my house, as for where we are, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to declare that he is good. There's a lot of reasons to look down and keep our heads down and look low and, and, and just kind of be um, uh, um, really down. There's a lot of reasons, but it takes a choice. It takes a choice to say, you know what? This may be the facts, but the truth of the matter is, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And not just one time. See, always means at all times. Always means at all times. You mean when it's not good, I need to rejoice? You mean when it doesn't look good at all, I need to rejoice? What in the world is going on here? And then Psalms 118 and 24, just giving you some word. Just want to strengthen you tonight and encourage you to... Uh, uh, tonight, uh, uh, Psalm 118 and 24 says, this is the day. See, we say it all the time. We say it all the time. But 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 it's times like this that that you got to make sure that you declaring it, not just saying it, but you declaring it and you're believing what you say, because when you say it and don't believe it, that does more harm than good. But when you say it and you believe it, this is the day that the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It says he hath made it. In other words, he already made it. When the sun came up, that didn't mean the day was created. The day was already created and ordained before the foundations of the world. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Look at that other person that's with you right now in your room, in your office, in your, uh, um, in your car. Well, hopefully you're not in your car unless you are essential and you're going to, um, um, you know, taking care of essential business. Um, but look at him and say, this is the day. That the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And and you know how you got to do it now. You got to put some tood on it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We will not agree with um, 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 uh, defeat. We will not agree with a, a losing mentality. This is the day that the Lord has made. You mean the Lord made this day and there's chaos going on? Sickness is uh, running rampant? He made, this, he made this day? Absolutely. He made this day and provided everything that we needed to live victorious in this day. Because he knew this day would come. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Just giving you word right now. Giving you word. Psalms 138 and 7. Simply says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand and the wrath of mine enemies and thy right hand shall save me. 
I, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Some may say, well, God, just take this sickness away. Well, God, just take this away. Well, you know, God, why don't you just take it away? Well, see, Exodus 14 and 29 said, the children of Israel walked upon dry land. And in the midst of the sea, they walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. Well, God, why did you just take the sea away? Just, you know, take the sea away and then let them walk on dry land. And he said, no, 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 no. In the midst, because in the midst is where God really, really reveals who he really is. It is, it's easy to bless God when it's good. But can we bless God when it's hard, when it's challenging? Can we bless God in the midst? Because God still does what he does in the midst, in the middle of that situation, whatever is going on. Because his plan is, is uh, salvation. It's rescue. It's restoration. And he, he wants a man or a woman, a, a warrior that will be in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of one of the most challenging times over the past you know, many, many years. And, and declare the word of the Lord with confidence. Declare the word of the Lord with a, an assurance, with an uncommon um, uh, possibility thinking and expectation that say God will come out on top. That he will reveal himself, that he will provide because he is our source in the midst, in the midst. God, show yourself strong. Philippians 4.13, and we know this, and, you know, we learned it in Bible school when we were young. And, and, and you know, it, it was one of those first scriptures that we always learn, um, uh, you know, children being taught. Isaiah, um, uh, Philippians 4.13, I have strength. This is the Amplified. I like this one. I have strength, strength. For all things, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Here we go. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Somebody got to say this one right now, right where you are. You got to say it. The King James says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. I can go through this victoriously. I can go through this with my hands up. I can, uh, um, uh, uh, um, because I'm more than a conqueror. His word says we are more than conquerors. In other words, we play on a higher uh, uh, a field. We play in a higher arena. Hallelujah. Who empowers me? I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him and him alone. Hallelujah. You, you got to say that, that I'm ready. As, uh, 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 Christ be in you. He's the hope of glory. Ready for anything equal to it. Let's go. Let, I'm, I'm talking to warriors tonight. Talking to warriors tonight, those who won't lay down and let the enemy um, 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 run rush out all over them, that won't lay down and, you know, cower and back up. I'm talking to warriors who will stand their ground, stand flat footed and speak the word only. Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 and 10 simply says, fear not. Just give you the word right now. Just sending the word right now. Ones and zeros and bandwidth. Um, they have no limitation on what the word can do. And I'm sending it right now in Jesus name. Fear not. Isaiah 41 and 10. There is nothing to fear in the Amplified. But I am with you. He says, do not look around you in terror and be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulty. Woo. He said, I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. He will harden you uh, um, 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 uh, to difficulties. He will cover you and keep you solid and sound that that your feet will be on a stable footing because he who builds his house on sand it's gonna fall but he who builds his house on a rock that will stand and he is the rock that's higher than i he is the chief 
cornerstone. You got to build right. We breaking it down to minimum config. Let's build on the word. Let's let's crack that thing open. Let's let's you know because because the call has been. Let's turn to God. Let's let's start inquiring of, of Him more intently. Let's start looking to Him. Let's start um um um. Uh, drawing nigh to him because my word says if we draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to us. Uh, this is the time to do it. Uh, um, um, uh, Pastor Ward has been saying it. And on, on behalf of our pastors, uh, uh, Pastor Ward and Pastor Pace or, or Sir, uh, we call him Sir Pastor, Sir, <laughs> Sir Walter Scott Pastor, um, uh, Scott the Third, and uh, 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 Pastor Patience. My name is um, Gabriel uh, Dudley. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the pastors at Abounding Grace, and um, we serve along with my wife. Um, we just coming to tell you that, listen, what did we say? Fear not, the Lord is with you. He will harden you to difficulties. Because we shall see, we will see the victory of the Lord Jesus. We bring you greetings, good tidings of great joy. Ready to speak those things that be not as though they are. Being ready to move when God says move. Being ready to, 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 to write when God says write. Being ready to receive instruction. Because I believe God has given instruction to those who have ears. Let them hear what God is saying. Because this is the time that I believe that we are like arrows that are being, that are being pulled back for a time. Arrows that are being pulled back for a time. And what you do during this time will be critical to what happens over the next, uh, you know, six months or when this thing is lifted. Just like pulling back an arrow, almost like an athlete that gets injured and they're, you know, kind of out of the game. So they're out of commission for a little bit. Um, but depending on how that athlete rehabs and how that athlete um, uh, gears themselves back up, because healing is coming. Uh, um, morning is coming. Healing is coming. And so um, th th there, was a th there was a particular athlete. Um, in the NBA that had a, a really bad injury, very uh, unique injury. And he was a great player at that time. He came back an even better player where people wrote him off and said, oh, no, that's not going to, wow, you don't really come back for that kind of in injury. He's probably going to be at 80%, maybe 75 He was playing at an MVP level before the injury, uh, broke his leg, came back after the injury, and continue to play at an MVP level and even better. Come on. We bring you good tidings of, of great joy. So tonight, uh, we just want to be uh, uh, get straight to the point and, and uh, uh, just, just give you some instructions. And um, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. You ready? Because we're going to be talking about harnessing your thinking. And, and I have my tablet here. That's why I look to the right. So I just want to let you know. I've uh, got my tablet right here. It's on a stand. Uh, it's just, just for reference for me. But, uh, uh, but we're going to be talking about harnessing your thinking. Write this down. Countermeasures of the sound mind. Countermeasures of the sound mind. We're going to be talking about countermeasures of the sound mind. Go ahead and write that down. Hallelujah. Why the sound mind? Why thinking? Because I don't know about you, but um, there's a lot of messages that have been trying to influence my thinking. Because if, uh, if, if I can influence your thinking, I can influence your decisions. If I can influence your decision, like decisions, I can influence your actions. It's times like these where you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Where you have to speak a different sound. You got to sing a different song and, and not just a different song, not just a different sound, but a higher sound where you say, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. The word says, I will open my mouth and you will fill it. God, fill my mouth with an anointed song. Fill my mouth with words of life so that uh, God, when I speak it, God, that I'm, I'm blessing and not cursing. Because life and death are in the power of your tongue. But that originates in this mind. And we want to make sure in this time that we harness our thinking. That we arrest and make sure that, that we don't become distracted from the reports. 
We don't become distracted by the headlines or the posts. Let's not become distracted. And this is the way to do it. You, you have to make sure that you harness every kind of message that's coming into your mind. Whether through your eye gates or your ear gates or through association, uh, whatever's hitting and entering your thinking. But countermeasures, countermeasures. Why countermeasures? Because we're in a war, people. We have an enemy. We have an enemy that wants to take you out. We have an enemy that will love, that will love to gain ground in your mind. You, uh, it's not about the artillery. It's not about the tactical strategies or the weaponry. Our enemy would love to gain ground in your mind. Because if I got your thinking, I got you. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how many resources you have, how many connections you have. If I can influence your thinking, I have you. If I can get your thinking to go this way when it should go that way or go that way when it should go this way, I got you. I don't even have to put my fists up. I don't even have to load my weapons. I got you. That's why we have to harness this thinking because the enemy wants to take you out from the inside, not the outside, but from the inside. From the inside. Countermeasures. What is a countermeasure? It's an action taken to counter a danger or a threat. It's an action taken to counter a danger or a threat. In other words, it's something you do as a result of something that happened. From a thinking standpoint, from a messaging standpoint, there has to be a counter message that you yourself speak, that you yourself internalize, that you yourself meditate on in order to counter the incorrect messaging. Incorrect messaging would be uh, uh, words of, oh man, it, you know, uh, um, it's, it, um, uh, um, we won't get out of this, or uh, uh, the economy's going down, or man, uh, 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 sickness is, is is, is increasing and the death rates are increasing and, um, um, you know, fear words and defeat words and not enough words and lack words and all those kinds of things. If you don't proactively uh, uh, gird up the loins of your mind, see, like, like, Joe, like God told Job, he said, he said, gird up yourself like a man. In other words, he said, uh, prepare yourself because I'm about to speak and you need to hear what I'm about to say. See, God has given us that kind of authority. See, I tell you, sir, I tell you, ma'am, uh, uh, boy, girl, uh, um, um, a man, woman, son, daughter, who, whoever you are, gird up yourself like a warrior. Gird up yourself like a believer. Gird up yourself like a man, like a woman. Gird up yourself like, like, the, like the master of the universe has created you for a reason and for a time. Gird up, gird up yourself like a champion. Gird up yourself like you cannot be stopped. Ah, countermeasures, countermeasures. Where do we get this or where do we see this uh, term um, often? Well, you see it in a military sense, but you also see it, see it in a boxing sense. Okay, I'm going to just keep moving. I'm going to just keep flowing. You, you have to listen back to uh, kind of reference um, uh, uh, what we're speaking here tonight. Hallelujah. God, thank you for your word. God, we bless you for your mind. We thank you, God, for, for your very heart in the matter. And we praise you right now that you strengthen your people, that God, you encourage your people, that God, we, we take the, the, authority, the authority that you've given us. And we say thank you for always causing us to triumph and making us win, as the Amplified says. See, in boxing, check this out. Counter punch. There's a term called counter punching. Here's, here's what counter punching does in, in boxing, okay? Counter punching catches your opponent off guard. When your opponent throws a punch, he never expects, expects to miss the target unless he threw it as a setup. Therefore, when you make him miss, you make him pay. This always catches him off guard, which can lead to a knockdown or even better, a knockout. It catches your opponent off guard because you, you, your opponent thinks they have you until you counter. Ah, 
Your opponent thinks they have you until you count it. You have to say something. You have to respond. See, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to it. You have to respond. There has to be a sound from your mouth, especially the believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. There has to be a distinct difference of words, a distinct difference of messaging, a distinct difference of sound, because there is a difference. There is a dividing line. Ah, yes, yes, yes. What does uh, counterpunching do? It increases the power of your punches. The punches that hurt the most are the ones that you don't see coming at you. I'm going to say that one again. The punches that hurt the most are the ones that you don't see coming at you. When your opponent misses, this leaves him open and often off balance, which is the perfect opportunity for you to throw an accurate and fast counterpunch. You may not necessarily be a power puncher, but your opponent will feel your punches a lot more simply because he's wide open for it. Wide open for it. See, your, your faith alone in, in the word of God, when you mix it with faith and you take that word of God, that knocks every inner enemy. But, but when you agree and say what your enemy says, they say, oh, I can use that. Oh, I can use that. I can use that. That, that doesn't throw them off balance. That actually draws them right on in and says, I got you. I got you. I got you. But when you counter, it, it confuses your enemy. It steals them like, what? When you counter with worship or counter with praise or counter with the word of God, you are doing it strategically and deliberately because you know that this is a fight and that you will fight the good fight of faith and you will win this thing. Not not might win, but I will win. Not might win, but I will win. Hallelujah. That's a champion's mentality. Champions always celebrate before the start of a game. I mean, they get hyped. They get up. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, military personnel. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're shouting before the battle is even started, before the battle is even won. Why? Because I don't want to get on the field or in the ring with anybody uh, that, that don't want to celebrate before the victory. Because in their mind and thinking, they've already won. And we have a written truth that says we've already won. I'm going to say it again. We've already won. Absolutely. Yes, we have. What does counterpunching do? Makes your opponent reluctant to throw. Why? Because now you're a threat. Oh, this person hit back. Oh, oh okay. This person not going to lay down and allow stuff to just happen to them. This person isn't just going to allow one stream to dry up and say, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? No, God is my source. God, I ask you for wisdom. There is another stream. Reveal it to me now, God, because your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Yes. Hallelujah. A warrior never backs down. A warrior has what's considered possibility thinking. That they're always thinking about the next possibility. What can be done? What can be done? Oh, okay, this is not working. What can we do? Oh, this is not working. Okay, what can we do? They never stop. They never stop. And that is the, that is the mindset uh, 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 that you must have to harness your thinking. Never stop. Don't lay down. Don't let your enemy take advantage of you. Most importantly, don't give your enemy a place. Never give them a place. Makes your opponent reluctant to throw. This is because they know that if they throw a punch, there's a high chance that they will miss and have to eat something in return. Learning how to counterpunch will often get your opponents frustrated and scared to throw. Woo! <laughs> Counterpunching conserves energy. You need to make every fight as easy as possible for yourself. Knowing how to counterpunch allows you to control the tempo of the fight. Therefore, allowing you to fight at your own pace. This is a huge advantage for you, especially if you're a defensive fighter with a low work rate. And, and in other words, I'm not working at your rhythm. You're working at mine. And my rhythm is the rhythm of grace. That's right. Once you start dancing with your enemy, your enemy's got you. But no, no, no. I, I dictate the pace here. You're not dictating the pace. I dictate the pace here. I dictate what I'm thinking. I dictate what comes out of my mouth, not you. You can say what you say what you want. You can give me the reports. You can say what it is. I say give me the good reports because every day you're saying how many people are infected and how many people died. 
I want to see how many people recovered. Because last time I checked, that number's going up too. Over 80,000 plus. That number's going up. That's what I want to see. Because stuff like that tells me there is hope. Oh, there's a possibility. Oh, oh okay. And realistically, here the, the real statistics are 80% recover. And a really small, roughly 4 or 5% are in critical condition. But 80% recover. Well, well, wait a second. Not to belittle the seriousness of it. But give me the good news. Let me hear what's happening on the other side. Who are the uh, those who are up in age who have recovered? Uh, uh, let's let's hear about that and let's celebrate that and 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 say, hey, whatever you did, do it again and again and again and again, and and tell us all about it. Huh? huh? Yeah. Uh, Counterpunching, uh, uh, beating the speedster. See, to handle someone that's much quicker than yourself, you need to have a good timing. Mm, good timing. Timing, timing. Pastor won't talk about timing. Make some adjustments with how you handle your time. If you know how to counterpunch effectively, then you don't have to worry about your opponent's speed because timing will always prevail. You mustn't always allow your opponent to beat you to the punch. You have to remain composed and set traps for your counterpunches. See, there are three types. There's a pull counter, block counter, and a duck counter. The thing about boxing is it's fast, it's quick. My word says the word of God is quick and powerful. In other words, as quick and swift as the messaging is coming now, you have to be quick and swift as well. Your counter position and posture is quick and swift. Quick and swift. See, a pull counter punch, let me quickly demonstrate. In a boxing ring, a pull counter punch, your opponent is about to hit you. And I'm going to dip back. To try to dodge the punch. But I'm getting ready. After I dodge that punch. To immediately punch back. So the pull counter looks like this. Bam. 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 Pull counter. Very quick. Very quick. Oh, oh you trying to hit me? I'm going to hit you right back. Trying to hit me? Dodge it. Hit you right back. Quick. 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 We have to be quick. With uh, uh, responding with his word. Have to be quick with getting into his word. We have to be quick. To pray, quick to release and speak life, quick because we don't want to give our enemy any kind of ground. We don't want his words to marinate and settle and just trickle down like 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 dew on grass. No 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 no. Because those who keep their house clean, they're quick to clean it. What's that over there? Go get it. Go go get it. Because the longer you allow no washing. No cleaning, no washing of the word, uh, no washing of your mind with the word, no worship, no prayer. The longer that happens, the more the wrong kind of do starts to settle in. But the moment you wake up and you say, hold on, something has to change here. Let's clean this stuff up. Pastor Ron talked about cleaning up. Cleaning up, I believe it was on Sunday or Wednesday. Once you start doing that, damn, you're in an offensive position. You're, you're ready to respond the way God would want you to respond because your enemy is wanting to take you out quick. You say, well, my God is quicker. Woo. And then you have a block counter. Block counter is when you put that fist up, block, hit. I blocked it, hit. I blocked it, hit. All in the same motion, not block. Okay, so what am I going to do right now? I don't, I don't know, man. My opponent hit me. Woo, that hurt. Woo, that hurt. No, no, no. Block, hit. Block, hit, block, counter. Then you have a duck counter. You ain't even hit me. Duck, counter, duck, counter. All of them are quick, quick, quick. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? I'm going to give you. Let me give you a few strategies here to harness your mind in times like these. Some countermeasures. Let me give you some countermeasures. To harness your thinking in times like these. Why? Because your thinking influences your decisions. Your decisions influences your actions. And we want to be totally influenced by God himself, by way of his word. We want to be totally influenced by God. God, how would you have me to respond here? Because you want it to become almost automatic. That's why saturation is necessary. Meditation is necessary. You must keep that channel open. Keep that channel alive. You know how we have 
notifications on our cell phones that always go off, that's because you're always logged in to the app. Once you log out of the app, you will no longer receive notifications. You will no longer know what's going on. We're saying, warrior, log in. And check the box that says, remember me. Because he never forgets. Stay logged in. So that you can receive the notifications. And then you can now counter. Because we don't want to close our ears. No, no, no. What are the facts? Because we need to counter. What are the facts? What's being said? What's being stated? Because we need to counter. See, there's, there's, there's one thing to just uh, saturate yourself with news and news and news and news and news and news and news. Okay, that's going to that's gonna mess with your whole state of mind. That's going to mess over. But give me the facts. All right. All right, good. Let's counter. Do, 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 do. Let's go. Because you got to get your word in. You got to get a prayer in. You, you got to release. We're not going to allow, allow our enemy to just... And there's no response. There is always a response from a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's always a response from a warrior. You, you, uh, uh, um, 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 you're executing your tactics on me. We're executing our tactics on you. We are not ignorant of your devices. We are ready, willing, and able to take you out. Ah. So let me give you this. Step one. To harness your thinking. To harness your thinking. Because God's desire for us, uh, in, in, in 2 Thessalonians 2.2, 2, it says uh, that we uh, uh, be not soon shaken in our minds or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by uh, uh, letters, uh, because the day of Christ is at hand. Let, let's not be shaken in our minds. Let's not be shaken. First uh, Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought Unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Gird up the loins of your mind. See, your peace is precious. Your peace is precious. Anything that comes to disturb your peace is a problem that needs to be dealt with. Because the peace of God gives us undisturbed composure. That, that man or woman that is taught of the Lord, great is their peace. Why? Because they're taught of the Lord. And they've made a decision to internalize it, and to respond and apply it to their lives. Show me a man or woman who is at peace. I'll show you a powerful person. And I'll show you a man or woman who is after God's own heart. Let that be you. Let that be you. Because you have to make wise decisions. You have to make sound decisions. Not, not, not maybe. No, no, no. It, it, it's necessary for you to make wise, sound, and accurate decisions. But I need to make sure that the, 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 the container, for lack of a better word, or, or, or the source by which I'm making decisions, I'm thinking, is coming from him and him alone. It's coming from his word. It's, it's, it's coming from an unction from him. Coming from uh, the very throne room of God. Hallelujah. Because you have to receive from God first. You have to receive. Immediately, after man's decree, you got to hear what God is saying now. You got to decree, decree what God has said. If man decrees, man says something, you got to now say, say it, say something different. You, you have to. You have to because, because he's, he's given us his word because it is the sword of the spirit. Use your sword, warrior. Use your sword. So here we go. First one. Here's what you want to do. Cast down. Cast down. And the second one is capture. They go hand in hand. Cast down and capture. How do I harness my thinking? Especially in times like these. Two things. Cast down and capture. Cast down and capture. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 in three different translations. Okay? 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 in three different translations. Cast down and capture. It says in the King James, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Casting down vain imaginations, bringing, uh, capturing every thought. In other words, if, if, 
If I'm hearing it, okay, let's capture that. Let's capture that. Let's capture that. Let's make a decision on what to do with this. I either keep it or I cast it. I, I shot block it. Not, oh, I don't want to. No, 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 no. I'll, let me hear. So I can cast down what, don't, what doesn't apply. And then I can exalt what does. And, and keep that which does. In the NIV, it simply says, we demolish arguments. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We demolish arguments. This is how you do it. You, you demolish the arguments. You say, no, that shall not be so. This shall be so. That's a counter. That's an immediate counter. As soon as you get a bad report, negative information, it is up to you to respond quickly. In a blink of an eye, respond quickly. No. Because the longer it lingers, the longer you allow that messaging to circle around and, 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 and you don't cast it down, you're giving it an opportunity to take up residence in your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 in the Amplified. It says, inasmuch we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the anointed one. Refute arguments. And then it said we, we lead every thought away. We're saying, okay, you're not supposed to be here. Come on, let's go this way. And we're leading you out the door to, to your captivity. And that captivity is the obedience of Christ. It is the final authority of Christ. Whatever does not agree with the will of God and, and the plan of God, you have the authority to take that, lock it up, cast it down. Yes. And keep it captive. Uh, capture that joker. Don't let it get loose. And if he get loose, put him back in. Put him back in. Keep casting it down. This is a daily regimen that you want to do. Daily regimen. Before you start checking your feeds, before you start checking what's the latest, who shut down next or what's closed and, and, and hey, what's opening? What's what's what? Give me the good news before any at all. All of that. You you gird up yourself like a warrior and you be ready to cast down. You be ready to capture. You be ready to counter. Yes. Those were steps one and two. OK, that was cast down and capture. Three, you cast down, capture. And this is, this is important. And you keep. We're talking about harnessing your thinking, harnessing your thinking. These are like reps that you do. You know, if you're exercising, you're just doing reps, you know, you're doing reps, you're doing reps, doing reps, doing reps, you know, and you, you bake it into your way of life all day, every day. This is what you need to do because we don't want to settle. We don't want to become, um, as those who are living as if we don't know what time it is. Living as if we don't, as if we don't uh, uh, have an adversary. Living as, as if things are just going to, you know, whatever will be, will be. Living as if, you know, um, I can't affect my world. I can't affect change. Not so. Because the authority that, that has been given to me. And if God saw fit for me to be here, then he saw fit for me to change something. See, we are called, and when I say we, I'm talking about those who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, you you may be watching, you may not be a may not be a believer, but but hey, that's okay. I'm here to tell you that it is so beneficial to serve the Lord. It is so beneficial to be on the Lord's side. We are called to to do two things: adapt and change. Adapt and change. Adapt and change. Now slow your roll. Not not conforming in terms of adapting. Adapt and change. And he gave me this, this example of a hole in the wall. Anybody who ever had a hole in the wall knows what I'm talking about. You get a hole in the wall and you can't really do much. Like you don't want nobody to go in there. You know, you close the door or you put something over it. Because uh, it, let's say it's a big old hole. Um, you know, like a big old hole in the wall. Um, but spackle. You take some spackle and you put spackle on that hole. See, the... Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that recognizes the authority that they have because God, God wants us to um, uh, 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 be not conformed to this world, but we're in the world. Okay, so we so we adapt so we can function within the world. 
You take that spackle and it adapts to the cracks and the holes. It fills every space that's broken. The spackle does. And at the very same time, it changes the form of that wall. This is what a person, uh, uh, this is what the good fighter fig looks like. That I see a hole. But God, you've graced me with something to plug that hole. And at the very same time, change its form. So as I'm plugging this hole, it's changing its form. In other words, the hole is no longer a hole. You, in fact, restore the wall to its original design because you fulfilled your assignment to adapt and change. Because this hole isn't supposed to be here. So somebody's got to fill it. Send me out, though. That believer in the Lord Jesus Christ will do what the average person won't do. Faith, will, faith and purpose will drive you to take risks that you wouldn't otherwise in your human mind and human thinking. It takes the very faith of God to do just stupid stuff that just doesn't make sense to men in terms of you think you could change this? You think you can, uh, you know, enter this situation and it'd be different when you uh, uh, leave and, and continue to be better? How? What? What? What audacity? Do you, how dare you speak life? How dare you sing a happy song? How dare you have joy in your heart in this time? How dare you when there's holes and cracks and, you know, stuff is broken? How dare you smile? How dare? Yes. How dare you? Because last time I checked, my Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Not just one time, all way. Look at somebody one more time and say all way. So you plug that hole. You immediately are changing its form. So now it's back to its functional purpose. This is what God has called his body to do. His body is like spackle, which is why you can shut the doors of the church, but you can't break up his body. Woo! No, you can't. No, you can't. Because his body is like spackle. Well, will adapt. Okay, you shut this down. Okay, we going over here. Okay, you, you shut this down. Okay, we going over here. You you shut this down. Okay, we going over here. He can't. The, the will of the Lord can't be stopped. It can't be stopped. Which is why we got to continue even with more force, even with more attitude. Not like attitude, but 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 attitude of expectation, attitude of possibility, attitude of what can be done. Why? Because uh, this is a fight that we win. So we need you to play like you're winning. Play like you are winning. Play like you are 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 okay. You may be down for now, but hey, play play like hey. There's still time on the clock. Let's go. There's still time on the clock. Yes, there is. Did I say keep? Third one was keep. Okay, well, we're close to wrapping up. Give me a few minutes. Keep. Proverbs 4, 21. It says, my son, uh, well, 20 and 21. My son, attend to my words and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. What? Keep them in the center of your heart. See, when you cast down, you capture. Now you got to keep something. Keep what? Keep the word of God. How do you keep it? You, you, you go back to minimum config. You go back to, to, to reading that word and internalizing that word and singing that word and, and meditating on that word, chewing on that word. Why? Why? Because Psalms 119 and 105 says, this is how you keep it. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. This is why you have to keep it. As if you don't know where to go, you say, all right, God, I need to, God, I need to hear you. Because there's the written word, and then there's the word that God speaks by revelation, the preceding word out of his mouth. You want to keep the word. Hide it. Lock it in your heart. And then, number four, you want to fill. So after you keep, you want to fill. Fill to overflowing. Romans 10 and 17 says, and you want to fill with faith because now you're taking this word. Now you want to fill with faith. So I'm keeping your word, God. But now I'm filling your word. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it with faith. You got to fill it up with faith. Romans 10 and 7. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If I'm faithless at this time, 
that's a that's a trigger or a cue or clue that I need to get in the word. I need to get in the word of God because these are your countermeasures. These are your countermeasures because the, the enemy would love for you to be faithless because he going to give you something to believe in. Because if you're not going to believe in this, you you will believe in that because we all believe something. The, the question is, what are you choosing to believe? Nobody makes you believe anything. You We make a choice to believe. Philippians 4 and 8. This is finally, brethren. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, talking about filling up, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It's, it's saying fill your mind up with these things. Fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. Because when you do that, um, uh, uh, you will start to fill it up with faith. Because when you fill up your mind with the word, you start to fill up on faith. Why? Because his word is alive and active. Uh, you, yeah, there's no such thing as overdosing on the word. <laughs> like there's, there's overflow because, 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 because what will happen is he's a well that won't run dry. You become a well that won't run dry. If there's dryness right now in your confession and your prayer, your worship life, whatever it is, the remedy here, the countermeasure here. Is you get back to the basics. Don't 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 try to make anything happen. You go back and you look at that word. You speak that word and you say, God, reveal yourself. Make this uh, word become flesh and let it dwell among me. Hallelujah, glory to the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, man, our time is going real quick. Our time is going real quick. <laughs> Seven fifty-eight. 758 already. I hope you're getting something. I hope you are getting something. Yes. Glory to the name of the Lord. So just as a recap, steps one and two, cast down and capture. You want to keep. You want to fill. And the final thing you want to do is you want to apply. I was looking down. Let me look up. You want to apply. In other words, you want to speak it, meditate it, make a decision to do. You have to apply. You have to apply. Because it, 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 it because you activate it. Faith without works is dead. Because now once you're filled with faith, you got to do something with it. You, you got to do something. And at that time, you're now open to receive what God is instructing us to do, instructing you to do, uh, uh, teaching you how to respond, how to counter the messaging that's going on. In every courtroom, there's always a counter argument. In every courtroom, there's always a counter argument. They always allow a counter. Legally, there needs to be a counter argument. Even if so-and-so is guilty as charged, there has to be a counter argument. You have a counter-argument. We've been given a counter-argument that will not fail. It's the very word of God. Let it be practical tonight. Take his word seriously. Because God watches over it to perform it in your life and my life. Because he is the God of this city. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to tonight. Because he commits himself to you, meaning him. He leads on you. He hopes confidently in you. His promise is, he will guard and keep him or her in perfect, constant peace. And your part, my part, is I need to keep my mind stayed on him. How? I commit, I lean, and I hope. I commit by making a decision to say, God, I'm doing this your way. I'm thinking the way you're thinking. Because God is a strategic God. He's got a plan. So, God, what's the plan? What's the game plan? 
call a play God. Let's go. And then you lean. What you lean on, you trust in. What you lean on, you rely on. What you lean on, you're hoping that it will keep you up. I say to you, lean on him. Stop trying to keep your balance. You can't. Stop trying to stand on your two feet. Lean on him. Let's not talk about the song. Literally. Lean on him. Here. You, may, you don't have to understand everything. You just need to know how to lean. Like God, I'm going to lean. I'm not going to dwell on what's not working. I'm not going to dwell on uh, um, uh, who uh, got infected. And I'm not going to dwell on... Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to lean on your word, and I'm going to keep declaring it. That's leaning. And then you hope. You simply start to believe it and apply faith to it. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Because there are unseen things going on. It's an unseen battle we're up against. But you will win. If you make sure that you harness your thinking. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight for who you are. God, we praise you for guiding us in the way that we should go. For teaching us your precepts. God, we praise you right now for your victory in this time. We cover this region. We cover this nation, Father. And we thank you for your salvation. God, we thank you for your restoration, your reconciliation, your ministry of recovery. God, I thank you that we continue to be strengthened, that we continue to allow you to harden us to difficulty. May we maintain our confession of faith. May we hold fast to it. And may we allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength. May we deliberately inject a different sound into every atmosphere that we enter, especially in our homes. God, may we prepare ourselves, gird ourselves up as arrows that are being drawn back. For when those orders are lifted, Father, that we shall do life differently, that we shall see things differently. That we shall live on purpose. Because only your purposes stand. We come back to the heart of worship. Because it is all about you. And though our lives have been stripped down in a minimum config form. Mm -hmm. We make sure that we strip down. And we trust you with your word. We give you praise and glory. For the prayers that have gone up. And God we thank you for those who are standing in the gap. Those who are responding to needs. Those who are about good works. God we thank you for opportunities. To demonstrate your goodness and your love. In times like these. Because you don't run from the fight. But you are with us in the midst. And not only with us. But you are in us. Those who have, who have accepted you. As Lord and Savior. We thank you for who you are. We praise you. You are the God of all gods. And you have the final say. And we will believe your report. In Jesus name. Amen and so be it.